This is a course in British literature from about the time of the French Revolution through the mid-20th century, and it will cover three literary periods, the Romantic period, the Victorian period, and the 20th century. I want to emphasize, and I'll be making this point several times throughout the course, that this is a survey course. That means that we are going to be surveying or sampling a selected set of texts from these literary periods. But even though our reading list is fairly ambitious, be aware of the fact that we are leaving out many more texts than we are including. That is just the nature of a survey course. But survey courses are valuable ways to sample the pleasures of a wide variety of authors and texts and point the way to further reading and study. There are many, many different approaches to the reading and interpretation of literary texts. The approach that I am going to be taking in this course is to explore these literary texts in an historical and cultural context by delving into some of the significant issues and debates that characterize and inform the literature and art of these periods. Along the way, I may occasionally point out how feminists, Marxist critics, post-colonial critics, or critics from various other interpretive schools might read a particular text. But most of the time, my own approach will be cultural, or what is sometimes called new historicism. I'm very eclectic. Oscar Wilde said that diversity of opinion about a work of art shows that the work is new, complex, and vital. The literary genres that we will be exploring include poetry, fiction, and nonfiction prose, such as the essay. Many of these text selections will be shorter selections from longer works. However, the course does include two novels, Jane Austen's Emma and Virginia Woolf's Mrs. Dalloway. The texts themselves are available from a wide variety of sources. All of them are in the public domain, which means that they are readily available on a number of online text archives. Many of these texts are also available as free downloads on sources such as the iTunes Store. There is certainly nothing wrong with getting texts for free. The only drawback that you may experience occasionally is that the free text archives provide the text itself without any kind of editorial glosses or annotations. While this is less of a problem for us than some texts from even earlier historical periods, the English language has changed in 200-plus years, and occasionally you might encounter unfamiliar words or words whose meanings have changed. That is the advantage of some of the textbooks, such as the Norton Anthology of English Literature or the Longman Anthology of British Literature. If you find that you are really interested in the literature of this course, you can probably find inexpensive older or used editions of these or similar texts at sites such as Half.com, BookFinder.com, Alibris.com, or ABEbooks.com. That would give you the convenience of having all of the texts in one place, along with editor's notes and historical and cultural contexts. It is for this reason that I use one of these anthologies, The Longman, when I teach this in my regular college classroom. This is not a commercial, though, and you will do perfectly well by finding the free public domain versions of the text. You can search any of the open source archives or the free ebook versions available from sites such as the iTunes Store and Amazon. 
Occasionally, I will point out some sites that might provide especially useful versions of some of the texts that we will read together. For example, there are wonderful editions of the Wordsworth and Coleridge Lyrical Ballads at the Romantic Circle site, where you can see the different editions of the texts alongside facsimiles of the original printed editions. And William Blake is an author that you will want to experience in some of the beautiful illustrated editions that are available at the William Blake Archive.